Join us for a sticky wicket as we hitch up our knickers, rustle up some tea and crumpets, and settle in the very, 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 very best that Great Britain has to offer. That's right. It's a wicket that's sticky, knickers most hitched, and some nibblings to nosh. God save the Queen on this episode of WatchBots. Hello, governors. Welcome to me watchbots. I hung it on me wall. The podcast about a boot being authentically British. This is Lord Ben of Lancastershire. I'm joined by good wife Shailen. Hello. <laughs> is that Dowager Shailen? And by Dave from Coxswain on uh, Ferd. Oh, that's right, that's right. I'm just uh, just going to rustle up these sheep for you, my lord. That's how it goes. North Brighton-Shireville. Yeah. <laughs> I hope for our British listeners out there, you feel appropriately skewered. Gently skewered, but appropriately. Oh, I thought you were going to say at home. <laughs> yes. And for those expats out there, can't get home. <laughs> it's a little, little taste for you. <laughs> Welcome to WatchBots. Before we get into... <laughs> all things Great Britain, I want to take a, a brief second here and talk about the hottest streaming show on the internet, The Simpsons. <laughs> Is this new? Is this a new show? I haven't, yeah. I, I've, you might not have heard of it. It's it's new. I've picked up The Simpsons after many, many years away, and it's probably the best idea I have had in a decade, conservatively. Hmm. The Simpsons really... I think we're, we'll be talking about The Simpsons in depth again real, real soon, but shaped a lot of my sensibilities and cynicisms, and I still quote The Simpsons, at least on a weekly basis. Uh, so, so coming back to it after so long away has been a real treat. How far are you in the in the series so far? Did you start from episode one? you making your way chronologically? So I started just pinging around Disney Plus, ones that I remembered fondly, like mostly like stuff between seasons three and nine, and then went back and started again. And season one is rough. Season two is better. I'm halfway through season three. It's getting real good. It's almost tough to explain now. Like I was thinking about, oh, the Simpsons are still on. Like I could have my kid watch the Simpsons, but like you can't watch the older ones because the references are now all 30 years old. And so he won't get it. I mean... That's how I grew up was watching TV that was completely dated. And mm. I didn't know until I was in middle school how off kilter things were. The references would be even older to get the show that The Simpsons That's true. is referencing. That's true. It, you know, it's then then you're talking like not 30 years, but like 40, 50, 60, maybe whatever. 35 even. Oh, yeah. Right. And that's in the best case. But we'll, we'll talk about Love of the Simpsons again. But the thing I wanted to bring up, Shailen and I the other night, we decided to watch. 
a newer episode. Now, I haven't watched a new episode of The Simpsons in years. Like, I was watching The Treehouses of Horror for a while and even fell off that. But Disney Plus has up through the 2020 season. So we put on one where the whole bit is Marge. She's a cannabis salesperson. So, like, she works in a weed store that's owned by Dredrick Tatum. And that's it. That's the whole, that's the whole joke. But 30 plus years has aged a lot of those characters. So Marge just sounds like she's dying. Is it still voiced by Julie Kavner? They're all still voiced by the same people. So it is Julie Kavner, but it sounds, she sounds like if you watch the early season, she sounds like her mother now, like Mrs. Bouvier. (laughs) It's really rough. Dan Castellaneta sounds a little bit older. Yardley Smith and Nancy Cartwright sound a little bit older, but passable, right? But Julie Kavner, like it really sounds like she's on her last legs. And I don't say that lightly. It's very sad. It's sad. Too bad. What about uh, Dredrick Tatum? Does he does his character age well? Uh, <laughs> Why is he on the show still? Like the, the Mike Tyson isn't yeah, relevant it, it, at all. That's the whole conceit of The Simpsons now, right? It's just like they just have characters, and they're like, "Uh, let's get this guy," and that's that's what they do now. We'll come back to The Simpsons. I'm happy we did it. I will say today, Shannon and I bought Super Soakers. Real deal super soakers to prepare for the summer. I'm so excited. Ooh. Now that's a hit of nostalgia, baby. What kind did you go with? Did you go with the, the the two pack that you strapped to your back? Did you get the 150, the 100? It's the 50, so it's the green one. It's the original. Um, okay. Like many things Hasbro does now, they sort of have put out, I don't know if it's an updated version or if it's the same mold or whatever, but they had the Super Soaker 50 in Target today. And it wasn't even a question as to whether we were going to buy two of them. We just, we both we, just we rolled casually with picked it. one up. I, I always wanted the backpack one, the 200, but couldn't get it and now it is like obscenely expensive and i'm willing to bet that the water pressure system after again you know nearly three decades probably not as good as it used to be i am so excited and when we were checking out one of the people at the store asked oh is this like a seniors thing and i was in my head i was like is she calling me very very old and she went like senior prank day senior water thing and i looked at her and i went Lady, I'm in my 30s. I'm going to chase my toddler around with this. And she went, oh, okay, honey, have fun. So so at first she thought you were really old. And then she uh, accused you of being a 17 or 18-year-old. That is correct. Hmm. You were ageless, much like we've discussed on this show. Who told you I'm immortal? Hashtag humble brag. Interestingly, the same woman (laughs) asked me, like, she saw me holding the super soaker. And she's like, what are you having, like a a wet t-shirt party in the backyard? stud and i was like wow you flatter me ma'am you flatter me oh yeah you you better believe we are and you're invited lady come on over it's the dream isn't it you slipped her a note with your address on it i did it was weird i was right there but she didn't know that we were connected because we did separate checkouts that's true so (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) well we're buying our own super soakers we're buying ben a super soaker that's my super soaker okay okay Never the two shall mix. I've already written on mine in Sharpie. I call it the uh, Killinator, the the spray hose-ator. I don't know. (laughs) Something. (laughs) Shailen, what do you think? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. What does the internet think? Mine's called the uh, Hmm. hose hose spray Conseca. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And that's post-steroid, so that thing shoots a mile. It packs a wallop. It's like a Peter North. Right. Speaking of Peter North, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
We can only go up from here. Is Peter North British? I don't think so. Let's say that Peter North is British. And I think that he's one of my favorite British imports, along with Hugh Grant and Chocolate and American Freedom and... Chocolate? Austin Powers. And <laughs> what are your favorite British imports, guys? What are, what are things you enjoy? I like fish Benedict and Benedict Cumberbatch. Fish and chips, Benedict Cumberbatch, Bridges. Count Ducula. Castles. But today Ugh. we're here to talk about a show so obscure that if you go to Jiffy on your phone and you type in the title of the show, it brings up nothing to do with the show. And that, of course, is Count Ducula. And Shailen, (laughs) 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 what... Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through All right, I'm gonna, the thought process here. I'm gonna get my robe and settle in here. We'll sit back for for 20 minutes and and see where we go. Ben, light my pipe. <laughs> As often happens when it's my turn to pick a cartoon, I typed in cartoons to Google and waited for something that I recognized. I'm very methodical when I when I pick out cartoons that we're gonna share with each other. Danger Mouse popped up, and I thought, mm-hmm. no, no, wait. What was the show that I watched that was the spinoff of Danger Mouse? Because I never watched Danger Mouse. And I remembered it was Count Duckula. And what I remembered about Count Duckula are the following things. Number one, great music. I don't know why I remember the theme song so well. The closing credits in particular were very, very memorable to me. Number two. Can't agree. Yes. Weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. And also it... <laughs> Nightmarishly slow and unfunny. So... <laughs> This is this is going to come up many times. The, sure. p- the plottingness of it, right? I the uh, plottingness of it. No, like it's so filled with plot. Plotting. Ah, okay. Um, Watchbots plot, folks on Twitter. Watchbots plot. When we, <laughs> so often when we're recording, you point out that I get distracted easily, right? With a show like Count Ducula, mm-hmm. I was able as a child to watch the show and keep up with it at the same time that I was distracted doing 17 other things. But it never occurred to me that's why I liked it as a kid. I just never missed plot points because they came so far apart from each other. But that was something I learned in watching it for this episode. And I'm so sorry. Each beat of the story was, you know, about five minutes apart. So you could start, the joke would start and then you could go away and maybe microwave some popcorn or, or watch an entire other television show. And then come back and the joke would still just be finishing up. Well, in my case, I would go searching for a specific Lego brick and then come back to it and be like, oh, that was a funny punchline and not realize how much time had elapsed in the middle. I think you're being generous by saying five minutes pass between plot points. I think it's (laughs) maybe double that. This was a rough one. Count Duckula, I don't even know where to begin. So let's begin with this. What is your favorite Eula? Like you got Dracula, you got Duckula. What's your favorite Eula? Count Chocula. Okay. That's fair. The bunny one? Bunicula? Bunicula? Okay. For me, it's Rob Zombie Dragula. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. Does Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy count? No. Is he a Eula? Is it Vampire in Brooklyn-Yula? Brooklyn-Yula? Okay, then yes, it counts. Accounts. It absolutely is, Shailen. Don't don't even Google it. It's a hundred percent right. <laughs> don't even Google it. Is my favorite truth sentence. And listeners, we want to hear from you. Uh, what's your favorite Eula? Hashtag Eula La. Uvula. That's the little hangily thing. Is in that your, back your favorite? Your it's it's the hangily. The hangula. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Count Duckula here. 
As Shailen mentioned, a spinoff of the British TV show Danger Mouse. And don't get me wrong, this is all very, very British, very, very posh. Danger Mouse, a show I remember a bit. Don't really remember watching it. It was a show about a charming mouse with an eye patch who was a secret agent. That's correct. Dave, did you have any Danger Mouse time? No. No, I I didn't watch Danger Mouse, but I did watch Duckula. How sad. Yeah, it was. It was sad. Uh, But, you know, the only thing I remember about it was the opening credits and the closing credits. I couldn't tell you any other plot points or anything. There's one other important thing that I forgot to note. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) You got to get your shit in. Get your shit in. Let's do it. So there is a group of dudes who used to make albums in the 70s, maybe the 60s. Were they a band, perhaps? No. Okay. Comedians. I love the beginnings of your stories. I'm like, where's this going to go? It's going to start with, I I was watching a cartoon one day, but nope, it's there's a group of guys making albums. That are not a band. Okay. Okay. Comedy albums. Was it the Smothers Brothers? They were called Firesign Theater. And it is exceptionally weird and funny things. I grew up with it not realizing that it was something that everyone didn't have in their house. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure I've said things that are quotes that I didn't realize no one understood the joke and people were actually just making fun of me directly, uh, probably this week and probably to both of you many times. (laughs) But one of their things was they had this whole bit about vegetables coming back and like being angry. So it was all plant eaters must die. Oh. It's, um, it sounds very funny. Was it British? No. Are, so, are we sure? No. <laughs> <It> sounds. <laughs> I'm not that. It fits sure. in with the sensibilities uh, of the show. But I remember this show leading my dad to playing that for me repeatedly, and so they're inextricably entwined in my mind as like <laughs> this because the angry carrot in the opening credits sure. where it gets like sure. the snappy yeah. jaws. Uh, of course. I always envisioned that carrot when I was listening to all plant eaters must. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see if we can find a clip of, of that one. So you had the Hellfire Club album or whatever it was called. <laughs> My household had Rap and Rodney, the Rodney Dangerfield rap album on vinyl. <laughs> we we might have had Disco Duck. Funniest, <laughs> I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. And then I would go to school and I would start talking like Rap and Rodney and nobody knew what the hell I was talking yes. about. It's the worst thing when you think something is very funny. And as it turns out, it's just obscure and, I, and no one thinks it's funny. I will just a minor correction there. Rap and Rodney is hilarious. Okay. It's just nobody knew why I was talking like Rodney Dangerfield. No respect. Or rapping. Yeah. No No respect. No respect. Just very rhythmically. We should set the scene here. Pretty much it. (laughs) Now, are you guys prone to British humor? Do you like Monty Python? Do you like Faulty Towers? Absolutely fabulous. I loved Faulty Towers. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I really liked it. And Father Ted. Father Ted is also funny. I was going to say, I like keeping up appearances and the department store one. Are you being served? That, that was mm-hmm. big, big for me when I was a kid. I like Mr. Bean. I think I've, we've talked about my history of Mr. <laughs> Bean in the past. <laughs> Not huge on British humor other than that. You know, to each their own. But, all right. I mean, I loved Love Actually. <laughs> Come on. Does that count? That's, that's not true. That can't be true. It's a good movie. Just because you have a cold heart doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It sucks. But does that count as British humor? Sure. So does uh, okay. The Holiday, the one with Jack Black, do they go to England? That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> they do go to England, but that is not a Brit- That is not a funny movie. He doesn't deserve her. Anyway, Count Duckula is a spinoff of Danger Mouse, right? So it's a, a mouse with an eye patch is about as I can describe it. Started in 1981, 
by a production company called Cosgrove Hall Films, which was a British animation company, but I love it because it could not sound more British. Now, in case you all were wondering, were wondering, Cosgrove Hall Films is headquartered in Chorlton, Cum Hardy, and Manchester. It is the most Britishy British British yes. thing that ever British. Oh, you don't say. Where, where are you off to? Oh, twirling to Chorlton. Chorlton, Cum Hardy. Now, Nickelodeon had the oh, I always do <laughs> the American rights to Danger Mouse. These in the early days, where Nickelodeon was just licensing things, they weren't really creating their own shows. They approached Cosgrove Hall in 1984 about a spinoff. The head of Nickelodeon at the time saw all kinds of sketches of Danger Mouse villains and side characters, saw a picture of Count Duckula, and said, that's the one. And then, in the writing process, they turned this vampire duck into a vegetarian. It's so wacky. Oh my gosh. Because of, because of ketchup. <laughs> they put ketchup in the, in the magic potion. I'm glad you brought this up. Because the conceit of this show is fucking crazy for a kid's show. Maybe not for British. British people are very mature, where Americans are not. I mean, their, their comedy and their plotting are, are high-minded, unlike us. It's like watching The King's Speech. <laughs> Let's do two hours on The King's Speech sometime. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the conceit of the show is the Duckula line. And when one dies, they can do a resurrection like once every 80 years. They don't use a pentagram, but it's kind of close. It's sort of got weird, um, you know, satanic qualities to it. But they need to use blood to bring the duck back, and it's the next Decula. Well, here, the nanny character fucks up, brings in ketchup, and then you get a vegetarian duck. And it's like, what the fuck? On top of that, the duck just wants to be an entertainer. He doesn't want to suck blood. And who can blame him? Now, Count Duckula is played by the inimitable and very consistently accented Sir David John White. He was knighted? Yes, he was a he was four, a sir. Four, four count document. <laughs> Let's go with yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Jalen, can you confirm? Can't confirm. I, I just Googled it. It was four count document specifically in okay. this episode. Awesome. In this episode. Well, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm glad we're talking about history here. He won an American Academy Award for it as well. We also had Igor the butler, who I think is a buzzard. You have Nanny, who is like a... She's a goose. She's a big goose. You have Von Goosewing, the inept hunter. You had two gay owls who live in a clock. There's a lot going on here. Are they gay? Uh, Not necessarily. We'll we'll get there. And yes. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. In classic British style, like The Office UK, right? It was like three seasons and 30 episodes, and that was it. Danger Mouse was on the air for 10 years. They only did 100 episodes. This show was on the air for four years with 65 episodes and three total jokes. Imagine that. (laughs) All of them were just nanny (laughs) existing. There was a comic book series by Marvel Comics based on this show. There were computer games. And there was was like a dark and gritty reboot of Count Duckula or was it like pretty much the same kind of kind of humor? And and it was the same. Uh, He starts to date Von Gooswing's niece. So it, it goes places. Okay. Very okay. graphic, very much cloaca inspired. Doesn't he Bill Blaster? <laughs> yes, I believe so. They call that the old um I don't know. <laughs> the old I was gonna say the old one two, but that doesn't really apply. I am so excited <laughs> to play the game later because this is going to be exceptionally relevant. It's the gentleman's game. Gonna start writing down Bill Blasting now so I don't forget. <laughs> Thank you. Now the episode we watched is Family Reunion, which is the 
last episode of the first season. And Shailen, did you have any particular connection to this episode? This was the only episode that I remembered any jokes from or any specific plot point at all other <sighs> than the general characters. Wait a minute. So, so you remembered <laughs> the on. one joke? Hold on. Hold on for what? When we were watching this, you said, oh, I picked this for a reason and we'll talk about it. And I was like, oh, cool. There must be a story. And the reason yeah, is the wine were- tasting. <laughs> I want to talk about the wine tasting. That's a blood tasting. Oh, boy. <laughs> I picked it for that scene, but I don't want to spoil it before we get ben, there. Boy, we're gonna, we're ben, gonna... you sound so mad. <laughs> he is so angry just, at me. He I hated just the show hated so much. hated this show so fucking thoroughly, but we'll get there. Ben doesn't like any British humor. <laughs> That's not true. That's sweeping with a broad statement. An accurate one. That would be like me saying, uh, I don't know. Go on. I've been to England. I, I like England. I like Ben loved like- Benedict Cumberbatch's yeah. uh, attempt to say penguin. Uh, performance in the Grinch movie that he was in. I love pubs. That he was doing a, an American accent. But that's not, that's not like the sensibility yeah, of the but cartoon. It's very, they're very funny. Pubs are funny. You go in there and everybody's having a rollicking good time. Ben loves sense and sensibility. Yeah. I wish... I could use words to express the thing, the things I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I don't have them. Ben saw the English patient. He thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it does bring a lot to the table. I've seen the constant gardener. It's fucking, fucking funny. <laughs> the episode was written here by a gentleman named Jimmy Hibbert, <laughs> which is a very British name. Now he wrote the episode. Was or, he from Come Hardy as well? He might have been. Is Come Hardy what Tom Hardy calls his penis? Mm, I bet he's more creative. Maybe than once that. a day. Mm. He also voiced Von Gooswing, so we'll be able to judge was he a better writer or a better voice actor? And I don't know. It's a, it's a real Sophie's choice. <laughs> Time will tell. The episode here aired on March 7th, 1989. What else was going on back then? I'll do it in a British voice. What else was going on back then? <laughs> Worth it. What else was going on back then? Crocky. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Tobias Menzies. Yes, thank you. That's who I was going for. Top movie in the box office, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Hmm. No, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) The man who went up a hill and came down a mountain. (laughs) Nine months. (laughs) That's number one. Mickey Blue Eyes. Number one was really uh, Lean On Me. The movie where Morgan Freeman is a principal. He's not the principal. He's a principal. And he's helping kids. It's all about helping kids. Number two, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Number three, The Burbs, which is the other Tom Hanks house disaster movie. What's the other one? Money Pit. Money Pit. I never saw Money Pit. The Burbs is fantastic. Sure. That's thanks at his best. Rewatched it recently. It's really, really good. It's worth a rewatch, folks. I loved the burbs when I was a kid after the first time I saw it. But the first time I saw it, the bee, like the bees in the front porch, Mm -hmm. freaked me out so much that for days I couldn't sleep. I just kept thinking there were bees and that I was going to die from them. Sure. It's terrifying. It's a relevant fear. That's what got Macaulay Culkin and My Girl. It's true. So, yeah, you don't want to get My Girl'd. Another big thing happened in pop culture during this week in March 89. Madonna's Like a Prayer had its world premiere inside a Pepsi commercial. Hmm. So picture the low-key, filthy song <laughs> just premiering in a Pepsi commercial. Huh. Do you guys like Madonna? Yes. Hmm. Do, do you mean like like-like or? 
like her music. Like her music in an yeah. unironic way. Yeah, Madonna's oh, yeah. great. Okay. Yeah. She's just got like an album's worth of bangers there. Just. I think the dance recitals ruined her for me. Dance recitals? You're, who's your? <laughs> just in general. I used to do um, lights. She used to, used to be on the circuit. I used to do lights and audio for <sighs> dance recitals at my old high school. And I just think I saw too many bad dances to Madonna. Absolutely. Madonna's Truth or Dare video brought me to manhood. But with that in mind. Creepy. Listeners, prepare for a lot of long clips. This is one of the reasons I did not enjoy this show. Because there's a lot of long, quote-unquote, jokes with no logical endpoint. And so trying to pull clips to capture the essence of this show was difficult. It was a challenge for me. So keep that in mind. Is I think we have th- at least three clips that are like 50 seconds long. Because it's all just one. I won't call it a riff. I don't know what I'll call it. But we'll talk about it. So this had the mythical three-part intro. Part one was something I did remember, so maybe I did watch a little Danger Mouse. It's a beautiful, flowing picture of the Thames River, I assume Buckingham Palace, Mm -hmm. maybe? It sounds like this. Very classy, very British. Part two is a little duckula lore, which you need for this show. Castle Duckula. Home for many centuries to a dreadful dynasty of vicious vampire ducks, the Counts of Duckula. Legend has it that these foul beings can be destroyed by a stake through the heart or exposure to sunlight. This does not suffice, however, for they may be brought back to life by means of a secret rite that can be performed. And so on and so forth. I will say the animation quality, I think, on this show in general was quite good. Mm-hmm. The voice acting, maybe not so much. The writing, definitely not so much. But the animation quality did look really nice. Lots of explosions, lots of colors, lots of, of you know nicely painted backgrounds. I like how it didn't assume the kids were idiots. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> dynasty and, and suffice. Those aren't words you got in American cartoons no. uh, back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I liked, you know, the kind of... British classy Vincent Price, Bella Lugosi thing that was going on here. So you get about 30 seconds of that lore and you see the castle and it's up on a spire. It's very beautiful. And all of a sudden, it turns into thriller. Love that moan. good song great song and the animation with it it reminded me a lot of um let's go ghostbusters like the word duckula is coming on and off the screen at all kinds of angles the characters are running around like it's a benny hill thing flashing in different colors and like opacity yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so it brings that to the table i just really love the sentence vicious vampire ducks there's something really like silly about that that I, I really like so true i almost mouthed the microphone over that was weird yeah <laughs> so ready to agree with you that's right that's right going down right on that thing i'm drinking a thematically appropriate english gin and tonic so i'm just all i'm all a flutter here or as the british would say 
my head's in the clouds. Is that what they would say? Crocky. Now, (laughs) (laughs) we open here with Count Ducula himself, and he's building a model of the Titanic, which I do think is pretty funny. I I don't know why, (laughs) but he accidentally glues it to his hands or to his Fins? Feathers? Wings? Wings? Feathers? Wings? <laughs> Fins. Fins? Fins is not right. He's a bird, yeah, man. I had to think through that one. Well, the fish got little flappers. Shailen, let bird. him let him come to it. Let him arrive at that conclusion himself. I, I, let, to, I let him get there. I had to work through that yeah, one. Yeah. We'll help you, Ben. And all of a sudden, the nanny character barrels through the door. So nanny is a goose. She's a big goose. She's a silly goose. She is a silly goose. She's oh, I get it. Fattened up for Christmas dinner, and she her wing is in a sling for some reason because she's clumsy. Okay, that's that's kind of sad. Constantly walking into shit. That's sort of sad. Let's meet her. Let's talk about glue. Let's get into it. Ducky boos, whatever's the matter? Look, I've got stuck to my model of the Titanic. The glue sort of got a bit out of hand. Well, it got a bit sort of underhand, really. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> you could say a lot of things. But I bet you can't tell me what Duckula's accent is supposed to be. It changes literally every scene. Bronx? Sometimes he sounds like he's from the Bronx. Sometimes he sounds like Eastern European. Sometimes he sounds British. I don't know if it was a joke or if... The guy just sucked. Like he was a knight for a reason, but I have a theory. Okay, that it's be- yes. because ducks migrate, so he had like a migrating accent. But I think that maybe that's just me justifying <laughs> wow, it. Wow, you put so much more effort into that than they did. Actually, you know what? I take that back. The show is the definition of a tryhard show. They they, tried hard. they really went for it. They didn't succeed, but they went for it. So this is the first of like many many long jokes. So nanny goes to help Duckula remove his wings from the glue. They're pulling and they're tugging and there's noises and like Duckula's complaining. This is but a few seconds of it. Ah, ah, that's sore, Nanny. Oh, dear. I, I, I wonder if I... that way. Just real normal stuff. Recorded straight from my bedroom. <laughs> Schwing. <laughs> it goes on for... Th- <laughs> Hubba, hubba. 35 seconds, maybe? It just is so luxurious. It's like when you go to a hotel and there's a chocolate fountain, you're just like swimming in this joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, usually when you pull these clips, Ben, they surprise me. Like, oh, man, I didn't even hear that sex noise. But this mm-hmm. was so long that even I caught it. Like, <laughs> It was over, it, too. It, it, yeah, it, it just, just happened. And I was like, what is... Oh, my God. Oh, God. It just sounds like sex between two ducks. Oh, Jesus Christ. I keep my ears out for the most plot-relevant clips. And if they happen to sound like two birds making sweet, sweet love, then so Mm -hmm. be it. I don't want to break either of you, but that is not what it sounds like when ducks do that. Ducks fly together. What does it sound like when ducks have sex, Shailen? It's vicious and violent. (laughs) Female ducks are often injured in the process. Sometimes they die. Sure. That cloaca. But what does it sound like? Auga. Homono, homono. A cat fight? That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> Meow. Something like that? Like screeching in pain? I'm coming for you, Mrs. Duck. Is that what it sounds like? No. That is not what it sounds like. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's, let's preen those feathers. Anyway. Mm. Let's put this duck champagne on ice. Hey there, it's Duck 52. <laughs> I put 
duck feathers on the bed to increase the uh, softness. Yeah. Anyway. I heard that ducks can't get wet, but I know that's not true. Gross. They're not gremlins. No, ducks can't get wet. Why? They have oil in their feathers. What? Is that true? There's glands in their feathers. Their their feathers. Oh, they can't get wet. I thought you meant if they get wet, they'll die. And I thought that's crazy. They're an animal. (laughs) (laughs) They they're semi aquatic. They're also a waterfowl. Ben, what is the matter with you tonight? You said ducks can't get wet. Yeah. He thought you meant it was endangering them. I thought it was like... Well, I, under- I understand that, but Ben, have you ever seen a duck float in water? Yes, of course you have, because that's all they do. <laughs> I know, why that's why I thought it was conclusion? alarming. <laughs> I've also seen Training Day. Ben, this just in. Ducks can't get wet anymore, as of today. It's they a can't rule. Get wet. So do they wick? Yeah. Do ducks wick? Yes. Interesting. Hey, you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the mail comes, and Duckula gets a letter from his uncle Vlad, the gist of this is that there is a family reunion happening, and it happens once every hundred years because vampires are ageless unless they get killed or go out in the sun. And this time it's happening at Castle Duckula. And Igor, who is sort of a foil to Duckula, I would say, he's sort of the, the fly in the ointment, as it were. He seems excited about this, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is just the weird non sequiturs here. Igor is sort of musing on the family coming. He's excited. And Duckula says, Oh, Igor. Igor. What's up, Igor? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why? Why can't he say his name one way? Why? Igor, 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 Igor. He's practicing for when he is a voice actor himself. <laughs> he wants to be an entertainer after all. <laughs> really layered performance by Sir John Fithelfate. Just, just quite a thing going on. So Igor gets excited. He starts kind of planning, right? He talks about a blood tasting competition. He talks about... No, no, there won't. I shall have to see that the village is well stocked with village maidens, of course. Igor. I wonder if they'll be bringing their own coffee. Igor. And maybe we should borrow a f- So he talks about stealing uh, <laughs> maidens from the town, which is not cool. We don't endorse that here. Now, because they're ducks, like with Dracula, like there was a real sexiness to it, right? Like Dracula mm-hmm. was a seducer. Were they just going to suck these women dry? And, yeah. And, okay. I guess that's what Dracula did too, but I don't think they were going to have that weird Bride of Frankenstein looking duck seduce a maiden. No, that's true. And do you think the maidens are people or are they all ducks? Du- well, they're hmm. birds. Okay. Most of the characters in this universe are birds. Do they have heaving bosoms? Occasionally. Okay. Okay. Are they waterfowl? Not always. Or, are, or okay. are they water fair? You get an owl, occasional pigeon. Oh, you get an owl, all right. So the point of this is, Duckula's not into it, right? He doesn't want to see his family. He seems to have some identity issues with being a vampire duck. And he makes it very clear, very extremely extraordinary clear that he does not want this. He does so in this tight 15-second clip. There is no need to do a census of village maidens because there is going to be no family reunion. Not in my castle, there isn't. And that, Igor, is that. Subject closed, end of chapter. That is my last word, period. I'll hear no more about it, for that is the end of the matter. You know how, in comedy, you hear the term hat on a hat a lot, right? It's like when you make a joke and then you make a similar joke on top of it and it sort of ruins it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like... Mm -hmm. You know, if I said like, oh, well, 
going on a date with Dave was a home run. And then Shailen popped in and she's like, yeah, but I bet it was a grand slam. And it just, it, you're not really adding anything. That's this entire show is hats on hats. Just repeating something or rewording it slightly is not funny at all. <laughs> I th- Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's not funny, but I don't, I think they were just doing it to fill time. Like we have 22 minutes to fill, put 18 hats on this one. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true, but I also think this is not atypical of British yes. cartoons in general. When you think of the original, like the first couple of seasons of Shining Time Station, like those are also very plotting shows this you know, way. It's like, oh, th- if they don't get it like this, then we'll, they'll get it like this. Ooh, the throat show then? It's a different sensibility. I live in this work-a-day world, right? I just want to go, go, go. I don't have time for 15 seconds to say no. Give me a no and let's move on, okay? Yeah. It could have been an email, right? That's right. We're six minutes and 20 seconds into the episode at this point, by the way. So something that you could have set up in a minute and a half has taken six minutes just to get the episode going. So a little little slow there. But if you like hats on hats, you're going to love this. Duckula wants to cancel it. Igor says, well, they're already coming. You know, it's too late. And then Igor says, well, don't tell them that you're a vegetarian. Because if they find out you're a vegetarian, they're not going to be into it. And they do like the throat slashing symbol. But what is even better than the throat slashing symbol is the throat slashing noise. Mm. <laughs> Belord. Wow. <laughs> really going for it. Two things. <laughs> Woof. One, they sound like Harlan Williams when he drinks Jim Carrey's pee in Dumb and Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> You punk. Get the hell out of here. Astute <laughs> observation, sir. And two, Igor sounds like, uh, this is maybe a little a little uh, esoteric, but Igor sounds like the characters from Warcraft 2. Yushmilod. Uh, I could say that. Something that just popped in my head. Warcraft 2, great game. Is it a British product? Let's say yes. I think so. Uh, I mean, the guys had British accents. Absolutely. Similar sensibilities, to be sure. A lot of sword fighting. That's all Britain. So we had time for just repeating no and throat cutting noises. But right after the throat cutting, immediately we cut to the whole family is now in the the castle. There's tons of them. None of them are really ever introduced. But we're getting to Shailen's all-time favorite cartoon scene, the blood tasting. Listeners, buckle in. This is a bit that's about one minute long, and you're getting every glorious fucking second of it. Good, good color. Nose. Uh, audacious, not to say impetuous little nose, and. Uh, um, oh. Yes, I'd say. Um, Yugoslavian. Oh, very good, sir. Yes, Yugoslavian. Uh, Yugoslavian. Um, Peasant girl? No, 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 no. I tell a lie. Barmaid. Well done. Well done indeed, sir. <laughs> yes. Barmaid about 20, 20, 22 from, uh, let me see, from uh, Carlo Bag. Oh, no, 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 no. Of course not. She's from uh, Slunge. That's right. Slunge, right? Absolutely correct, sir. Oh, well, you are an old show off. <laughs> Ah, ah. (laughs) One quarter portion. Good God. Imagine. Okay, so first you have to make yourself five years old and imagine the possibility 
that by taking a single sip of something, you can identify everything about it. What a fucking superpower to have, right? You take a sip of Coca-Cola and you know every person who is involved in the creation of the drink, the can, the art, the marketing, all of it in a single fucking sip. You're a superhero. Hannibal Electric type quality. He could do that with like perfume and, and, and meats and stuff too. I thought this was so fucking cool. You thought this was, was cool? <laughs> I was like, when I grow up, <laughs> I, w- I want to be able to taste a bite of broccoli and know the farm it was grown on, the name of the farmer, the name of the person who picked it, the, the people who cooked it. I wanted to know Grown in everything. York, Maine by a farmer named Robert. I was so obsessed with this concept. And also on the same token, I was like a really morbid kid, but this turned me to vegetarian, this single scene. I, I want to put a pin in the vegetarian thing. I'm baffled. That clip was literally 52 seconds. That's a bit in a cartoon that goes 52 seconds and it's the same joke. I could have gone and taken a quick pooter and come back and it could have been the same bit. Like that is unfathomable. Oh, look at me. I'm so efficient with my shit. So you I could myself have that. left the room to get your coloring pencils, mistook what you were doing, forgotten entirely found crayons instead, come back into the room to color your picture with your crayons and you wouldn't mm-hmm. have missed a single joke. And that is my childhood. I could have beaten Super Mario 1 by going in the warp pipe in the time that it takes to get through this joke. It's just so <laughs> laborious. And I know, okay, again, British children, European kids, um, I know Brexit and all that, but very mature, <laughs> right? Like maybe this wine shit appeal to them. When I was five, I would not even have understood what this was supposed to be. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, like the nose or the tannins. Like, oh, God damn. I thought this was so fucking funny as a kid. I was like obsessed with I guess with you're just concept. smarter than us. <laughs> I was going to say you're a dweeb. <laughs> a dweeb. <laughs> I think, um, so right here, it was, it was like, like where the British humor started to come through for me. But it's also where it fails. Faulty Towers I liked because... Dialogue was very frenetic. John Cleese just running around and, you know, screaming and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was all rat-a-tat-tat, right? It was mm-hmm. back and forth. And then you had some characters that were sl- that kind of slowed it down. This is two slow characters doing the same kind of jokes for Faulty Towers. The writing was written at, like, a 60-mile-per-hour pace. And then the direction was shot at a 120-mile-per-hour pace. Yeah. Or, sorry, 30-mile-per-hour pace. It's just the the pacing is all off. It's supposed to be rat-a-tat-tat, but it's, like, stuck in the mud. Yeah. Instead, you got a trombone solo. Yeah, it sounds like... It's like if you took a record. Can you do this with record chill? And you know better than I do. Like, you put it on, and then you turn the speedway down. Yeah. It's like a fucking nightmare. You put on the 45, but you played at 78. Thank you. Yeah. That's that streak card I was looking for. The song, too, it's just so slow and sad. There was a computer game, and it was meant to teach kids about phonics or whatever. And I forget if it was for, like, early Windows or if it was for Macintosh. But there was a turtle that would come on screen. And I swear it's the same song. It was just like, because the turtle's just waddling out there. No care in the world. No rush. And that's what this whole scene was. This is just Did the turtle have a a bassoon? No, but the turtle, interestingly, did teach me a lot about drinking blood. Cool. So I have a question. If vampires live 
unblood, mm-hmm. right? So it's a biological need as well as some like fuck thing or whatever. Or maybe it's not a fuck thing. I feel like it's a fuck thing. Is it a fuck thing? You're conflating. Anyway, go on. I think that's more of a symbolic. Like okay. it's 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 not like they need to fuck and get blood. It's just like it's a very sensual thing. But it's a it's a biological need. Sure. Did the yeah. ketchup to blood thing make it so that he could live on vegetables instead? Yeah. Okay, that's how he stays alive. Correct. So he's a vegetarian by no by need. But why would he hate blood? By biology because he doesn't need it it's like if you try to huh. give a cat a piece of broccoli the cat doesn't want the broccoli the cat doesn't need broccoli well, i mean maybe a shitty cat wouldn't like broccoli what cat wouldn't love broccoli <laughs> any cat should be grateful for broccoli <laughs> is it steamed or roasted or raw who's roasting broccoli <laughs> you had roasted broccoli like a week no ago. i didn't i would never i would give that to the cat who wouldn't eat it? See, that this whole cat. bit, this is like British humor. Like, it's just, it's not going anywhere. We should have killed it 30 seconds ago. But we and then didn't. the dishes will fall and the scene will end. Igor pours Ducula a glass of blood. In fact, it is. There you are, my lord. A nice full glass of Bulgarian office temp. Hmm. Oh, thank you, Igor. Now, I've never been to a vampire club. My hometown when I was a kid actually had a vampire club. Like, it was underground and it got shut down. Are you for real? Yeah, no, I'm not fucking around. That's real. That's, they were, that's 100% true. There were people who identified as vampires near to my hometown also, and there were places where you didn't go because but, they would be there. So here's my question. Was, was it because of, because of Blade? Was, did the movie, was the movie Blade popular <laughs> before around that, that time? It seems unlikely. Oh, okay. This was in the swing in early 90s, baby. Maybe go well, so to the vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> or Interview with the Vampire. Interview, yeah. The one that inspired <laughs> them all. Or uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula <laughs> with Keanu Reeves. Anyway, so my question is, blood is meant to be drank fresh, right? Like, you can't go digging up a corpse and sucking the blood out. Vampires, uh, depending on which version of the lore, uh-huh. will take it from non-living beasts. <laughs> yeah, they'll take it all, right? I don't know. <laughs> You're telling me, sister. There's a story about, I forget... Hold on. <laughs> well, to- <laughs> What a, a start. specific breed of vampires that turn into bats, and they can subsist on a very specific kind of lemon. They don't even need blood. That sounds like a boring vampire story. Was that written by the writers of Count Ducula? No. <laughs> Ma, he's wacky because he eats lemons. He's always <laughs> sour. Oh, you want to talk about a sexy story, cool. I'll tell you that one. What? That The, what? the bats who <laughs> ate the lemons. Yeah, the two 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 round lemons. Mm. We've really lost the plot here, but fortunately, the show's that's a hat on a hat on a hat. That's true. So Duckula, he drops the blood. He runs out of the room, and he decides, "I gotta get von Gooseswing involved." Now, von Gooseswing is, I think, a corollary to the von Helsing character, yes. who is in all of these kinds of stories, but most famously, I think, was a Hugh Jackman movie where he had a crossbow that had like clips of stakes. And he used it to like just machine gun down vampires. Uh, not a good you know movie. What? You know what? No, it, it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, movie's, the movie's so over the top. It's ridiculous. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Now here, the show just, it gets more incongruous, right? Because all of a sudden we cut to what we would think of as a cuckoo clock, except two bat owl things pop out. And it's like Laurel and Hardy or Statler and Waldorf. This is a sample. This is the beginning of their banter. 
Do you know, Dimitri, my Uncle Boris had to retire from the building business? Your Uncle Boris had to retire from the building business? I said that too. I know you said that. Why did your Uncle Boris have You know. He was getting plastered, so he threw in the trowel. He threw in the trowel. That was the one joke in the whole episode. There was no transition to this. You're just with Duckula, and then all of a sudden, bam! It's it's a commercial break. Right, but there's no fate to black. There's nothing. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. Very jarring. Very European. Very mature. I think I mentioned that these owl bat things might be... They might be lovers. And here's the reason why. Come inside, and I'll show you plastering. Any questions? I don't think that was a sex joke. Of course it was. The British are very very... well known for their ribald humor. That's very ribald. Very ribald. I'm looking forward to whatever emails we get as a result of this from the all of Great Britain. (laughs) All of them together? We do have a good amount of British listeners, and I, I love and respect them. This sucked. If if you are a child of Europe and you remember the show from when you were a kid and you honestly think that this show was funny, please write to us. Hit us up on Twitter at WatchBotsPod. Yeah, let us know. Email us, email at WatchBotsPod.com. And I'm going to assume that if we get no messages, that everybody agrees that the show is not funny. Or that our listeners just plummeted. We lost all of the UK. No, that's true. I have the numbers. (laughs) <laughs> i know i have analytics baby is it possible what shaylin that it, it lost something when it was a canadian company trying to get the cartoon made no because it was made by the british company i know that says your argument is invalid okay go on my hair is a bird let's meet <laughs> let's meet von goosewing a touch of sulfogenoxynitrosite <laughs> And a spoonful of trihelophosphate and... <coughs> Just as I suspected. Too much trihelophosphate and not enough calciophrene or costulate. <sighs> and I love oompa music, okay? It's not that, it's just... Oh, man. So Duckula walks in in his disguise of looking like an Amish person, and he introduces himself. I don't. I didn't even write down what it was. It was like Von Duckenberger or something. Von Tickletaint or something like mm-hmm. that. And he introduces himself as a vampire hunter, and you get the one good vampire joke of the show. And I can't believe I said good. You're not Heinrich. Not when I last looked in the mirror. Mind you, when I last looked in the mirror, I could have been anybody. <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> and actually, I take it back. His name here is Ludwig van Duckelhosen, which is a fine name. <laughs> <laughs> so all these vampire jokes, I thought this was the first episode because it was like, all right, we got to get all the vampire puns and references out of the way, and then we can just have this be a regular cartoon. It shocked me to learn when Ben told me the other night that this was the last episode of season two. Excuse me, series two. Mm -hmm. Did they just recycle all of the vampire jokes, Shailen? Like, was it just, oh, oh, God, why would you watch this? It was on TV. Well, that was, yeah, that was a rhetorical question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair. You say recycle jokes, but I seem to recall 
having uh, <laughs> this is a really obscure thing I'm going to say, but I'm going to roll with it like the British would. Uncle John's bathroom reader, but it was all vampire jokes. So the, the book was shaped like a toilet and you'd sit on the, the toilet with it. And sure, it was just 600 pages <laughs> of vampire jokes. So there, you, that well does not run dry. They go on and on and on. Yeah, that's right. Live forever like a vampire. <laughs> exactly. This was rough. So they go on to have an extraordinarily long conversation about them both being vampire hunters and they're talking about Duckula and I consider just stopping the episode, but I, I didn't. But then Duckula introduces his plan. He's going to trick Von Gooswing to go into the castle and getting rid of his relatives. I don't know if his goal was for all of his relatives to die, which is very uh, morbid, or if he just wanted to scare them off. But he introduces it. This is part of the conversation. It is what it is. Even as we speak, a vampire, vampire convention is taking place there. A vampire convention? Yes. You mean yes, a convention of vampires? Yes. Come on. A convention of vampires. Come on. This should have been much faster. Yeah, it should have. It should have gone, and then done, instead of, instead it was done, done. Someone, well, someone slowed down the metronome for this show. But then they would have had to write two episodes to fill the 22 minutes. And that would have been problematic for production because they only had enough salary. There's nothing wrong with 15-minute cartoons, 10-minute cartoons. Yeah, you would have more time for bats telling, like, I don't know. Like borscht jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More borscht. There is a borscht joke buried in there. Somewhere. Nothing's going to beat that borscht, huh? Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Now, this conversation is so long, and the way that this all resolves itself later on makes it feel like the biggest waste of time uh-huh. ever. So we'll, we'll get there. But So they go off towards Castle Ducula and Von Gooswing's blimp, and Von Gooswing pulls out a, it looks like an elephant gun, but I assume it shoots stakes, mm-hmm. and he's talking with Ducula about something. Uh, oh, yes, clever, very clever. Mm. Very, 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 very clever indeed. Clever is the word for him, all right, and... And so they, they decide to go into the castle, and they leave the, the airship, and Von Gooswing falls out, right? He falls right on his ass. Now, it's very funny the first time, and for the next succeeding three times it happens, it becomes progressively <laughs> less funny. So... <laughs> They, it's like the family guy where they just keep doing the joke until it's funny again on the other end, but they didn't get that far. They didn't get to the point of no return. There. No, 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 right. no, no. So they get into the castle and they hear singing. Now, Duckula knows that it's Nanny, but Von Gooswing is very, very scared. So they hide behind a door and then Nanny swings the door open in like classic Looney Tunes fashion. They're like smashed into the wall. For some reason... They take this setback, which I will I will just go ahead and answer for them. It destroyed his elephant gun, so they had no weapons. Mm-hmm. So they go back out to the blimp, where they have garlic spray. Von Gooswing falls back out of the ship. They slowly go back into the castle. You hear a little of this. There it is again. Yep, there she blows. <laughs> yeah, see? And then... A nanny dusts too aggressively and a piano falls on their heads and then they go back to the airship think about how we got to this point right like this episode started he got a, a letter in like the third minute about a family reunion and from there there has been like 
25 lines of dialogue in the next 10 or 15 minutes and most of them were just repeating each other and we're just it just felt like i was in hell you're just doing the same thing over and over. You're not getting yeah, anywhere. Yeah, to your left, you know, Judas is being, you know, chewed up alive and someone else is just being frozen to death. And there's you forced to watch Ducula family reunion over and over again for the rest of your life. That but is only the this episode. It only maybe yeah. this Von Gooswing segment because it takes so fucking long. So they get crushed by the piano. They have spray that's made of garlic. For some reason, they go back to the fucking airship. And then they start talking about this. Steak and, and candle. And of course, surely you of all people must realize that the only surefire way to completely destroy a vampire is by hammering a sharpened wooden snake through his heart. Well, uh, yes, but I, I mean, look, I... Uh... So they stammer around. Duckula points out they only have two stakes and there's like 30 duck vampires in there. It doesn't matter. They go to the front door where they immediately run into Igor. Oh, by the way, on the way out of the airship, Von Gooswing fell on his ass. Um, <laughs> by this point, that's hilarious. Blood was pouring out of my eyes. Um, <laughs> so they run into Igor immediately, crying blood like the, <laughs> the the Virgin Mary statue. And if you thought that Igor recognizing Duckula and blowing up his spot and this resolving itself would happen in less than a minute, you are just so. Incredibly wrong. What, may I ask, are you doing in the company of that wretched person? What is this? What is what is going on around here? You two know each other? You know Igor? Mm, he should do. And then they go back and forth for legitimately another 45 seconds. Like, oh, you know Igor? Yes, indeed. But then something interesting happens. And... I rewound it a few times. Finally. I'm not, I know. We, it took us 19 minutes to get there, but we did. Von Gooswing sees Igor. He sees Nanny. He realizes he's been with Duckula and he's losing his shit. And he responds in a way that I think is acceptable, but for a kid's show, maybe a little much. Let's see what you guys think. Let's try that one more time. I think he's speaking in German. It sure sounds like he's saying, God damn it. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. And maybe it's just God damn it in German. I don't know. I don't know much about, about Europe. <laughs> I know these Europeans love their ribald humor. That, that feels like a ribald joke. Very lascivious. Still seems overt for a kid's show. Yeah, I think so. Von Gusling leaves. He falls off of the spire. I fell off the couch and then so he's just gone. I fell into despair. We spent 10 minutes setting that up. It just went nowhere. Mm-hmm. So is like, all right, well, this sucked. This was a bad idea. I got to go in and face the family. And fortunately, Igor gives him some good news. They have departed, my lord. Depart. Depart. They departed. They have. They have. Ah, whoopee! Free as a bird. Ooh, well, free as a duck anyway. All right, he's winging it now, folks. And if the pad, it all, oh, that's lovely. I'd love to hear that. That's great. <laughs> Give me a slice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm walking here. So, Duckyl is jumping around. He's happy. And then he said something that it rang true to me, right? It's how I felt after spending six and a half hours watching this 22 minute cartoon. You mean I wasted all that time and energy with that crazy old coot when I. I c- oh. oh, never mind. It doesn't matter. 
Fuck it. Anyone can see. Just nothing, nothing, really nothing mattered. Matters. So what Igor tells him is that, and I got a little lost here. I felt like a duck in water, as it were. Igor tells him that they agreed to push the reunion back seven days. And then this is how the episode itself ends. And I think I get what happens, but I might need some help. Ah, I think that'll be your kinsfolk arriving now, my lord. Oh, no. I, no. Igor. My lord. So let's step back. Mm Mm-hmm. He left on the day of the reunion mm-hmm. to go see Von Guswing. Correct. And in that time, they agreed to push the reunion back a week. So are we meant to say that him going to see Von Guswing and all that bullshit took a week? Yes. I think so. What? Yes, that's, the, that's what I got. Because <laughs> he had to journey to where Von Guswing was. <laughs> That's so, right. It saved you the time of spending seven days journeying with him with no jokes. This is why I'm so baffled is the show takes its time with everything, but you lose a week somewhere in there. It's like, I can't get my head around it. You could have had as unfunny a montage as the jokes that were extended. Like you could have had that explaining that passage of time. Like he's going over the mountains and through the woods and whatever the fuck. But instead, they decided to extend a joke about vampire (laughs) conventions or whatever. Just to, I don't know, just to further confuse you? Yeah. These these poor children. And again, maybe it's because we're American and we're not the intelligent British. We're uncultured swine. I grant this. I'm not going to argue that. The only (laughs) thing I can equate it to is, so Dave and I and our friend Mike, who's been on the show, are we have a text thread. And it's not always active, but when it is, it's active. And Mike sent us today... A picture, and it said P movie, and it was the eyes of the Jerry Seinfeld character from B movie, but on like a torrent of urine. And I responded back and, with, and the in the the B photoshopped to look like a P. Yes, yes. And I responded back with one of my favorite YouTube videos, which is B movie sped up to three thousand percent. Except every time somebody says B, so like you're just flying through this movie, and then somebody's like B, and then you speed along, <laughs> and where that. And B movie itself are a delight. Here, I just, I just hated it so much. But we get some more, some more lore. P movie is very funny. Here's a little more Duckula Lordic to take us out. Once more, as we leave this place of desolation and despair, we hear screams of anguish and horror rise in the Transylvanian night. Once more, those screams echo round the Transylvanian Alpine peaks. And once more, we say, good night out there, whatever you are. Yeah. It's a good setup that, like, the incongruity between the high fantasy language of the narrator versus this like slapstick duck but it just fails because the slapstick part sucks yeah yeah it would have made the narrator shine even more if it it were good unfortunately it's not (laughs) and then the head the end credits are just max headroom we're gonna hear the end credits right is the best let's assume that i grabbed those and the listeners will hear the end credit music when they listen to the show okay
Talk about how much you loved the end credit music as if you just heard it in live time. When we were watching this, I verbatim remembered all of it and had muscle memory of the animations doing the sound effects. And specifically when the eyes on the skeleton move, I had this weird time travel situation going on. It was very odd. So I, I saw the Thames logo at the front of the episode mm-hmm. and then this hit and I was like, oh man. I've seen this before. I watched Duckula a lot, I think. Yeah. Or maybe I just watched this over and over again. I don't know. I, do, I don't remember anything in between. Just this. And it's it's pretty good. I, I played it for my wife and I started dancing. And uh, she just kind of looked at me and like blankly didn't resonate with her. I tried to find on the, like an old TV guide website looking up the schedule to see what this came on before on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. And I was unsuccessful, but I guarantee it was something that I watched a shit ton of, like David the Gnome or something, because I, like those Probably end noozles. credits. No, it's definitely not noozles. Those end credits are embedded in my cells, in like deep down in the mitochondria. It was very, very weird for me to be like, okay, I remember this, I remember that, and then that part, I was like, holy shit, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Can I, I ask you a question? This. What do you think is more effective, the end credits to Count Duckula, like that music, uh-huh. or the COVID vaccine? Hmm. Which is more likely to give you blood clots? <laughs> I'm awaiting your answer. Neither. That's actually factually untrue. <laughs> Get your shots, folks. The show almost gave me an aneurysm. Does that count? <laughs> nope. And that is Count Duckula. Now, <laughs> would you show this to a, a lad or a lass? Sure. Thanks, Ellen. You had, you had two weeks to prepare that. It's, no, it's, it's yes. innocuous. Like, I don't think that this is yes. the end-all, be-all, like, kid, you have to watch this. It's great. But at the same time, like, it's inoffensive. If, if a kid quoted it, it wouldn't be problematic. Don't you want a kid to experience the same joy, though, that you experienced during that wine-tasting, blood-tasting <laughs> send-off? I would worry about a child if they enjoyed that wine-tasting, blood-tasting thing. Don't worry, they'll grow up and be your wife. Yeah, that's why I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I would not show this to a kid. Oh, maybe I would show it to them, but I'd have to be out of the house. (laughs) Sure, that's fair. I couldn't be there for it. All right. And they couldn't talk about it after. Hmm. For me, it's a clear no. Too low-key, fucked up, and horny. You know, like, if you're going to be out there, own it. Like, Aeon Flux or the Max. Be weird. This is like, oh, okay, he's... He's resurrected and you're like, oh, God, think about what that entailed, <laughs> like what that means and what his family does. And then you're like, there's all these jokes about vicious bats vampire sleeping together and them whacking off with glue. It's like a American Pie movie gone wrong. 
maybe this inspired it. Sheila, I don't have the numbers on this, so it's it won't factually be true, but I feel like every like one in four episodes, Ben says no because it's too horny. Is it that- is too horny. I think it's one in three. One in three. Okay, so it's even even higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ben somehow finds every cartoon horny. They are horny. Weird. What can I tell you? Cartoons are horny. Maybe it's you and not I'm the cartoons. Horny. I'm horny, horny, horny. Every cartoon is horny. I'm horny. I'm horny, horny. Sorry. Except for, I'm trying to think of an example. What's a non-horny cartoon? Bugs Bunny is horny. That's true. Let's go with Kalayu. Kalayu is very not horny. Kalayu. Kalalu. Kalalu. <laughs> now, let's rate this one to five. Very, 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 extremely, extraordinarily, very posh dishes of curried bangers and mash. Shepherd's pie. Earl Grey, hot. I give it a three and a half. What? Two of those points are strictly for the music and how much I loved it as a kid and continue to love the music as an adult. Mm-hmm. And one point is because it is very, 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 extremely, very, very, very funny to watch you get this mad about a cartoon. <laughs> this is true. I'm very upset with you, Shailen. I've brought some clunkers. I admit, I've brought some clunkers to this podcast. But this is up there with some of the worst cartoons we've watched. And to hear you rate it three and a half is <laughs> horrifying. Is it's horrifying? Like I think you need to go see a doctor. You're not well. You are not well. You need to go see a Bobby. I the last I, therapist that I talked to gave me very, 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 extremely, terribly bad input on how to solve my problems. So she's burn fired. things. My last therapist rated me five stars and said I could go. It was great. I would rate this one out of five posh Christmas gooses. Mm-hmm. Today, we're rebuilding our back deck. To do that, we had to put these posts in. So I had to go you know, dig up some dirt to get the posts in and all that. So my daughter was home. She needed someone to watch her. I needed to do this shoveling. I was like, you know what? You come out with me and help me shovel this dirt into the wheelbarrow. She took the tiniest shovel she could find, and she slowly got the right amount of dirt onto it, and dumped it into the wheelbarrow. It was the most painful thing to watch. It was like watching grass grow, paint dry, a kid shoveling dirt into a wheelbarrow. That was this show for me. It was pain, painstaking. I, I couldn't I couldn't take it. Yeah, it's just one velvety Tobias Menzies for me. <laughs> I'm going to go with a 0.1776, and that's to celebrate the independence from tyranny. <laughs> you know, things that happened in that year led us down the path to the hellscape we live in today. And still, I wonder if we hadn't separated those 340 ish years ago, would Count Ducula be funny? And I keep coming to the same conclusion. No. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Getting drunk, or as posh people, posh people have a variety of words for pop, for drunk. You can have, uh, you can be wellied, or trousered, or arseholed. I was rat ass. We're back. We had to go to the loo, as it were. Indeed. I've been told that we are playing a game. We're playing a game. A ribald one. <laughs> Tonight's game has a name, which is something I often forget. 
I'd like to formally welcome you to this evening's event, What the Sucking Duck? This is a game (laughs) of true, false, what the duck are you talking about? I'm going to read a claim, a sentence, and you guys are going to quack in for a an answer. <laughs> sure. You're going to tell me if I am making this shit up, if this is real, or if you just want an explanation for the sentence, because let's be real, some of this stuff is bananas. So hold on. I'm Hold on. It's a trivia game. Are you editorializing things that we should answer? I'm going to read something. So we have to say this, that, or a third option that was confusing. It's true, uh-huh. false, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or what the sucking duck are you talking about? Instead of false, can it be feathers? Yes. And instead of true, it can be tail feathers. If you'd like. I do. We're going to start easy. <laughs> yes. They get progressively weirder. Okay. Well, we're starting off nice and simple. A duck's quack doesn't echo. True. False. Or something else. Quack. Go ahead. Something else. Wrong. Quack. Go ahead. Quack. (laughs) Quack. Quack. Gordon, yes. Gordon Bombay. That is true. That is actually false. Mythbusters proved that a duck's quack can, in fact, echo. That is a commonly held false belief. Smack my ass and call me Sally. I'm, I'm blown over by that one. All right, so this is one that you're going to have to give me the name of someone. It's not true or false. It's something else. <laughs> We're breaking all the rules here. That's right. Like the American patriots when we cross the ocean. We're playing. I wasn't paying attention. I was too confused for the last one. What, what did you say? <laughs> Answer the question. Okay. Not okay. just a child star, not just a rapper, but also a boy duck. Who am I? What? Oh, quack. Go ahead. Drake. There you go. Ben's got a point on yeah. the board. No, qu- quack, Howard the Duck. False. Quack, Mallard Fillmore. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Ducks have enormously long penises. For example, there is a species that is so endowed that their penis is longer than all of their vertebrae. Quack, true. Quack. <laughs> quack, Dave. <laughs> That's correct. It's true. Yeah. I was going to say that that fat talked about how it unfurls. Hold on. I'm going to read you a weird thing. Okay. Man, it just got quacked. Duck penises regrow every mating season. But once the season ends, the penis begins to shrink and regress until it's 10% of its full grown size and then stored inside the duck's body waiting to emerge. Yeah. I saw that episode. The process, the quote from the ornithologist who wrote this. The process generally resembles a cross between using your arm to avert a sweater sleeve that is inside out and unfurling the soft motorized roof of a convertible sports car with a hydraulic drive. So would you say that ducks are growers and not showers? Yes, I would. When you said shrink and regress, I thought you said shrink with regrets. And that's how <laughs> I become independent usually. It's, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm gearing up. And then I just start rethinking all those, all those past transgressions and... All ducks have highly waterproof feathers due to the feathers' interlocking nature and waxy coating. Quack! Quack! Go ahead, Dave. Yes. True. A point for Dave. No, I thought it was oil. It's a waxy coating, which is like Nobody said interlock. It's bullshit. Fucking changing the facts around. This is hashtag fake news. Huh? Lady ducks 
have wavy gravy mazy path of reproduction to prevent forced insemination. And some what? ornithologists oh, oh. liken out. certain ones Quack. to teeth. Time out. <laughs> start again. <laughs> Say that again. Yeah, start over from the top. I zoned out for literally a tenth of a second, and then I heard wavy gravy and reproductive. I heard that. Okay, you heard that too. Okay, okay. Lady ducks. Uh huh. Have a wavy, gravy, mazy path of reproduction that prevents forced <laughs> insemination. Some ornithologists liken certain ones to having teeth. Yes, duck vaginas have teeth. They can also reject and do the vagina's equivalent of spitting out duck sperm if the drake is a dud. So vagina ductata. Duckgina dentata. Lady ducks. Lady ducks. <laughs> From Statford come Brady. Ah, Lady ducks, the latest Avenger hero. Quack. Yes. What the fuck? This is apparently true. Why do we have the what the fuck option? (laughs) Because it's weird. Sorry, quack. Yes. What the duck? Oh, there you go. Quack. Yes. Mallard Fillmore. (laughs) Mallard Fillmore. (laughs) That little fact came to you from the New York Post's article, The Horrible Thing You Never Knew About Ducks. Do you know what's weird? I get all my duck facts from duckfacts.com. I don't know if you knew that. Indeed. I did not know that, no. Mm-hmm. Now you do. Quack, uh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> there are species of ducks found on every continent. Quack. Go ahead. Quack. So fucking true. False. No. What? Are there no ducks in Australia? For a bonus point, name the continent where ducks do not live. Asia. <laughs> Quack. Oceania. Australia. Antarctica. Come on, you guys. That wasn't hard. It's a duck. Aren't, aren't penguins ducks? No, they're penguins. <laughs> penguins ducks. They're all waterfowls. Aren't ducks a kind of feline? No, they're not. They're a different animal. Waterfowls are ducks, and ducks are waterfowls. Do you think so? All waterfowls are ducks. <laughs> Do you think that that's Cartesian <laughs> philosophy? There, <laughs> the oily nature Do of ducks is what makes there? duck fat so delicious. Yes, hmm. absolutely. When you do have like duck fat French fries, is it because they're dipped in the wavy gravy of the the female duck? Absolutely, <laughs> the wavy gravy of their re- reproductive system. Ah, from Lady yeah. Ducks herself. Ah, Lady Ducks, how are you? It's so lovely to see you. Are you going to the country or going to the city? The production of duck eggs is affected by daylight. <laughs> Some farmers will use artificial lightning, so ducks have seventeen hours of light a day to increase egg efficiency uh, question go ahead artificial lighting or lightning lightning okay initially you said lightning and i thought well, it was to like scare, the, like scare the eggs out of them <laughs> well, i thought it was like to to simulate like a mother nature quack go ahead true true yes these are getting so weird <laughs> that was the weirdest one yet these are so I hate strangely wor- worded that i forget what you're supposed to, to do bring in yeah. Most male ducks are silent. True or false? Quack. Go ahead. False. Wrong. Take a hint, both of you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shailen just quit the podcast. <laughs> I think I fired you both. You told me to take a hit? Hint. Oh. Hint. Like, you make it like a bong reference? What the hell are you doing? No, she's telling you to shut up, Ben. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I know, that was the joke. Take a hit. I'd fucking love to. Are you kidding me? All right. It's a bong noise. Look a bowl. Every day. Ducks have a special blood vessel system. So their feet 
have cold blood and their bodies have warm blood and the capillaries that join them warm the cold and cool the warm. Quack. Go ahead. True. And that's why they hate water. Gordon Bombay. False. So it is. You look like you just got out of the shower. It is true, but that's how. <laughs> that's how ducks can swim in icy water without losing their toes. That, I always wonder. Their wondered. feet are supposed to be mm. cold. And speaking of capillaries, I'd like to welcome you to our lightning vampire round. That's right. Duckula was a vampire duck. True or false? Uh huh. That was a seamless transition. Oh, that was a, a question. Vampire, no. A vampire convention. That was a transition to the to the vampire round. Were you saying true or false? Okay. Is he a, true? He is a vampire duck. False. That was, he's he's a, a water. That pole. wasn't a question. That was a transition. Okay, I'm ready. True or false? Yeah. Count von Count from Sesame Street is based on actual vampire myth. <laughs> actual vampire. Quack. Quack. Go ahead, Dave. True. And for the bonus point, what is that vampire myth? Quack. Go ahead. Something about like sexy lemons no. and bats. No. 50, 50 Shades of Grey. You're both wrong. <laughs> Quack. Uh, what we do in the shadows. So there is a vampire myth that if you throw mustard seeds outside your window, of course, they have to compulsively count all of them. They can't come after you. <laughs> it's one of my favorite weird ass vampire myths is that they have to stop and count seeds if you throw seeds at them. That feels like a British joke. It's that not- can't be real. Neurotic Dracula. I throw checked- mustard seeds out the window. Yeah, at them. Or you can throw them like outside your threshold because they get caught up counting the seeds instead of asking to come in your house. What a weird behavior. I had a friend in college who fully believed you spill salt, you have to throw it over. Mm-hmm. And let's just say uh, <laughs> every meal in the dining hall had her throwing salt over her shoulder. <laughs> and then she was counting the grains of salt. So perhaps, perhaps she was, a, she vampire. was a vampire, a salt vampire, like mm. the character in the pilot episode of Star Trek who was a salt vampire. She had weird suction cups. She pretended to be McCoy's ex-lover. Oh, yeah. It was a beautiful time. Quack. That story is true. All right. Some historians argue that Prince Charles is a direct descendant of Vlad the Impaler, the son of Dracula. That's my knuckle puck. Go ahead, Dave. False. No, some historians actually believe that he is indeed direct. The goalie! Did you write anything original or did you just Google all the facts? I googled mostly facts just to fuck with both of you, but I did make some things up, and you mm. got them wrong anyway. Quack. Go ahead. Two minutes for roping. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we talk about the Mighty Ducks? That would have been a good SEO show. What the hell are we doing? Why We're are we gonna, talking about Count Duckula? Because I want to wait until the season finishes to be able to pick no, the right the episode. No, I meant the Mighty Ducks the cartoon. I never watched the cartoon. What are we doing? <laughs> we fucked up. We this, have time. We also didn't talk about Tom and Jerry, which apparently is killing it. In the box office. And this is now a lost episode. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Tom and Jerry? Do they make yeah. a new one or is he fucking with it? It is a new one. There is, there's a Tom and Jerry movie in the theaters right now. It looks like that Rocky and Bullwinkle movie from like 15 years ago with fucking Jason, Jason Alexander and Alexander. Renee Russo. With fucking? Oh, and Robert, and Robert De Niro. De Niro. As fearless leader. Fearless leader. Hmm. And Piper Perabo, fresh off her star making turn in Coyote Ugly. Mm-hmm. All right. We're still going. Okay. Oh. <laughs> We what, have what's the score? Ben has double the points of Dave Fuck somehow. Yeah. Somehow. I know my ducks. I go to duckfacts.com. Duckfacts.com. <laughs> All right. 
This is the bonus question for three points. <gasps> so Dave has a chance to win or lose terribly. All right, cake eaters, let's do it. What film made people believe and buy into the vampire myth that vampires cannot go in the sun? Quack. Go ahead, Ben. Dracula dead, dead and loving it. Wrong. <laughs> Quack. Yes. Uh, once bitten with Jim Carrey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Quack. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. No. Quack. Nosferatu. Quack. It was Nosferatu. <laughs> it wasn't once bitten? <laughs> it was, no. It was not. What's Laura Hutton? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, quack. Yes. <laughs> Once bitten with Jim Carrey. <laughs> quack. Fifty Shades of Grey. So what I'm hearing is I should have just made up vampire movies for you guys. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Well, tune in for our Mighty Ducks episode when we just do a name that vampire movie yeah. for, our, for our trivia. So what was the final score? Ben won four to two in spite of the fact that I handed that answer over to Dave. He knows Nosferatu. You I know Nosferatu. What the fuck? I took a film class. I'm a movie boy. But I knew you weren't going to answer it. I, li- I live my life one celluloid strip at a time. You knew I wasn't going to answer it. I did answer it. But it took you several tries. That's all. Yeah, I knew I you were going to give a joke ass. answer. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to give a joke. What the fuck joke. is going on? This is brutal. Is this because I didn't like this cartoon? Yes. Quack. Apocalypse now. Benicula. Quack. Wallace and Gromit. Now, see, apocalypse now. Now, Shailen thinks that our British listeners are going to hate this. Hate this episode. I like Wallace and Gromit. I, I liked. Like I liked Chicken Run. I like Chicken Run, but I found it very sad. I enjoy Mr. Bean. I don't like Mr. Bean. Well, oh well, who's, who's getting the hate now? Now, for tonight's episode, to stick with our theme, let's visit the post. Oh yes, quite the jolly old postman. Indeed. For a note from the vicar. If you could live in the world of any cartoon, what would it be, and why did you pick Felix the Cat? Thanks for the memories, Harvey P. Fart. Thanks, Harvey. Wasn't it Reverend Harvey P. Fart? I thought it was from the vicar. Yes, the very Reverend. Reverend. Mm. And I like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Just keep naming British things you like. Yes, yes, indeed. I like when I can plant that minor joke at the beginning of an episode and have you get really defensive about it by the end. Yeah, it's like a fucking Harold here. Anyway, if you could live in the world of a cartoon, what would you pick? Hmm. Hmm. I was going to say X-Men or Ninja Turtles, but like that just seems like a regular world with four Ninja Turtles or, right. you know, <laughs> or an X-Men seems like, you know, it's just a comic book world. I feel like it doesn't count. Oh, man. This. I'm not going to go with the obvious answer. I'm not going to say The Simpsons. I am going to say The Jetsons. Ooh, good one. Because there's gizmos and gadgets and flying cars. It's like that future that we've been promised for 60 years and that has never and will never come through, even though the future we live in is is cool in different ways. I want to hit a button and have it spit me out like a pot roast. I want a robot that cleans everything for me. We could get a Roomba. I told you we can get a Roomba. Roombas don't wash dishes. It's the name of my softcore porn movie. No, I don't know what it means. I think that and this is going to be like a very Shaylin answer. You're going to make fun of me. David the Gnome. Smurfs. Picture this. Carolot has literally no actual trauma or work or no, that magician. concern. He doesn't come into Carolot. He only tries to chase them when they go to Earth. I would be the lazy bear that never leaves Carolot. Beastly, 
right? Yeah. Beastly and was it Trish? Schneevel? I don't know. So you're saying Care Bears. Think about it. You never have to I, do anything. Believe me, I'm thinking about it. I love and I, it. And I, I like what I'm hearing. The beds there must be so I was about to say the fluffy cloud beds. And your <laughs> yeah. car doesn't need wheels, so you never have to get a tire changed. Sounds awesome. It's true. That would be a dream. There's no currency or capitalism. I think I want to live in G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> what part of it sounds awesome, Dave? The constant fear you have to live in of, of Cobra taking over. Mm-hmm. It feels like you could either, when you grow up, you either have to be a Joe or a Cobra. I feel like training for either of those is, would be fun as fuck. You get to sure. see like cool lasers blast all the time. The concerts are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd want that one. The concert. The concert is great. Do you remember the team of mercenaries that was neither Joe nor Cobra? Like they played both sides? No. They were the Jobras? <laughs> yeah, you like that? Mallard Fillmore. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Listeners, we want to hear from you. What is your ideal cartoon world? And don't make it a weird, horny thing, Shailen. I didn't. Like your Care Bear answer? You That's sicko? not horny. That's we- uh, Hashtag to Nirvana. To Nirvana. What about uh, Kubla Tune? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one. That's the show. Interestingly, the runtime of this episode, we fit it in less time than that wine tasting joke. Can you believe it? I believe it. It was long. I aged less recording this than listening to that. <laughs> this was the worst episode of DuckTales we've watched. By yes. far. You know, yeah. we didn't we didn't talk about it, but when I saw Count Duckula, I thought, oh, we're doing DuckTales or some spinoff thereof, and we did not. Welcome to the warped, demented childhood that I had. But the good news is, yeah, you're watching your you Nickelodeon shows, you warped, demented sicko. Your what else did you watch? You, you can't do that on you television? sick, sick son of a bitch. You double dares, huh? I thought we were talking about Donald, and instead we were tasting blood. Well, I, I didn't taste blood but that's how it goes the good news listeners is that we're now committed to being a fully early to mid 80s british cartoon podcast <laughs> we'll only discuss shows like that or shows that feel that way so david the gnome is up um, what was wrong with david the gnome Babar. the animation style heathcliff i love david the gnome i want to watch the last episode of david no the gnome. that one's sad <laughs> More like David the No. We'll watch the bad episode. That one's better. David the No More. Anyway, we made it. We survived. And that's going to do it for us this week. So you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Jiffy, on Bumble, on Bumble, on Hinge, on uh, British Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Farmers only. Farmers only. Next door at WatchBots Pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast app of choice. For Lady Shalyn and Sir Dave, this is Chimney Sweet Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of Watch Bots. And to take us out, again, we don't need to do the Ringo Starr bit, but I do want to hear Shalyn. I want to hear you in your British voice sing a song about Count Duckula to Rob Zombie Dragula. I don't know enough of Dragula. Oh, well, I'll play you a little bit. Hold on. Let's get a little medley going. It's, it's almost like you had this planned. 
I I don't. <laughs> the, to the listeners, just, this will be but a moment. Edit out everything uh, from after I said planned. Burn through the witches. Slam through the back of my dragula. Dracula. <laughs> Okay, this one's not working. Here, Shailen, all right, you're going to do a British song about Count Duckula to the song that's coming up right now. (laughs) Something takes a part of me. (laughs) I can't do this. I'm so sorry. This music doesn't it doesn't lend itself to any kind of accent at all because it's also syncopated. Folks, much like Count Duckula, go out, be a freak, but don't be on a leash. Live your life. Don't drink blood. Yeah. Get your shot. Get fucked. Goodbye? Quack, vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> Quack, uh, Adam Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> See me fall from grace. Something takes a part of me. You and I were meant to be singing songs in a British accent doesn't make sense. Something takes a part of duck. See?